Hey you guys, welcome back. So I created a little freebie for you guys. So I don't know if you remember, but about a month or two ago, I hosted a body confidence devotional series that was two weeks long in my Facebook empowerment community. So I actually made it a downloadable link for you guys so you can download it to your phone and take the five minutes a day that you need to really learn to love your body, the body that God has lent to you, to love yourself all while growing closer to God. So if you guys want access to this free body confidence devotional, you can go to bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y slash body confidence devotional, and you can download it right now. Or just go to the link in my show notes. I'll, I'll link it there as well. So today, I'm really excited because we're going to talk about Um, just the top disordered eating habits that we've normalized because of diet culture. And the reason why I'm excited to talk about it is because I feel like so many of these things that I'm about to mention are so normal and you probably don't even realize that you're doing it and it's kind of a sign of disordered eating. So I just want to, you know, bust these myths. You don't have to do this. This isn't normal even though we've normalized it. So I hope you're ready to get another step closer to healing that relationship with food. And yeah, I hope you guys are ready. Hey you guys, welcome to the Empowered Podcast, hosted by your girl, Miranda Lee. I hope you're ready to get confident, throw away the all or nothing mindset, fully surrender to God, and strive to be 1% better every day. Don't forget, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Alrighty, let's get this party started. So first off, I want to say that there is a difference between disordered eating and having an eating disorder. You can have disordered eating habits and not have an eating disorder, but just realizing that these disordered eating habits are definitely red flags and that it can be a problem down the road and it definitely can lead to an eating disorder. But unfortunately, because of diet culture, so many of these disordered eating habits are normalized and a lot of us have it. And we don't even nor- we don't even notice that these little things that we do or we think are normal are actually signs of disordered eating. So let's start going through this list. So the first one on this list is that we think we can save calories for later. So, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm, you know, tonight we're going out to, you know, a big birthday dinner or something, so I'm not going to eat much so I can save my calories for later. Or thinking like, oh, you know, this weekend I'm going on vacation or it's, you know, a holiday, so I'm not going to eat that much for these next couple days so I can save those calories for later. Um, or, you know, thinking that you should intermittent fast so you can save these calories for later. That is not healthy. That is a very, that is a very disordered eating habit that we've, so many of us have normalized. If your body is hungry, it's because it needs fuel. So we should be fueling it. And a lot of the times by saving these calories for later, it can definitely lead to overeating, into a binge, and to not even enjoying, you know, the foods that that you're going to have. 
um, you know, or even like kind of the opposite of saving calories for later, maybe thinking because you ate so much earlier on or that you ate so much the day before that you need to like balance it out by like not eating as much now or the next day. No, you guys, that just, that can definitely and often, it often does lead to a restrict bin cycle and that is not good. So stop having this mindset of, you know, saving these calories for later. Remember, these calories is a unit of energy and it's fuel for your body. And it's, you know, it's something that we can enjoy. And I promise you that if you eat when you're hungry and you eat now, even knowing that you might have, you know, a a party or a dinner or a vacation later, you can still enjoy those foods guilt-free because a lot of it is really that all-or-nothing mindset of thinking, well, I didn't eat earlier now, so I have to make up for it now, and then you're going to, like, overeat. This is a big sign of disordered eating is trying to save calories. We don't need to do this, you guys. You don't need to feel guilty because you ate something before you went out to dinner. Like, if you're hungry, honor those cravings and eat. And enjoy the food. Stop thinking we should save our calories for later. Big red flag. Okay, so number two on this list, I've mentioned it many times before, but it is still a big sign of disordered eating, is labeling foods as good or bad, or labeling yourself as good or bad because you ate a certain food. You guys, food has no moral value, and this was never a thing before. I I really doubt that a caveman, like, ate some extra strawberries and was like, oh, hee hee, I'm being so bad. Or like, they just ate a little and they're like, well, I'm being so good today. Like, no, that is something that was taught to us. Food ha- food has no moral value. So we need to stop labeling these foods as good or even like healthy versus unhealthy. Like, let's be honest, everything to an extent is fine in moderation and too much of anything is not good. So instead of labeling things as good and bad or healthy and healthy versus unhealthy, how about we just label it as what it is? Like it's literally food. Some food has more nutritious value than other food, but just because something doesn't have as many nutrients or as much fiber or as much protein does not mean that the food is bad. Unless the food is literally spoiled or like you're super allergic and you're going to die if you eat it, then yeah, maybe that food is bad for you, but that doesn't mean the food itself is bad. So let's stop labeling foods as good or bad. If you are someone who does that or you say that you've been so bad today or you're trying to be good so you're not going to eat this or that, that is a sign of disordered eating and you really need to change your relationship with food and your mindset around food because like I said, there's no moral value associated with food. So let's stop labeling thing, labeling them as things that, that they aren't. Like it's literally food. So let's stop saying that a donut is bad and an apple is good. Well, I bet you that if you ate an apple for every single meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that wouldn't really be the best for you because an apple only has certain, you know, nutrients in it that while it's good for you, it's not going to fulfill your nutrient needs for every day and for every need that you have. So it's, it's not good as it's the only thing that you should be eating. It's fine in moderation. And same with a donut. 
A donut might not give you the nutrients that you need for every meal, but you know, a donut might be enjoyable and it might, you know, satisfy that craving or it might, you know, be a sign of a memory that maybe, you know, every Saturday you go out with your mom and dad to this local mom and pop donut shop and you eat a donut and you drink coffee and you catch up. Like, that sounds good to me, so why are we labeling these foods as bad? All right, I've ranted on about this little topic long enough. I'll move on to number three. So number three is cheat days. I have a whole episode about cheat days in podcast episode number 43, so if you want to go listen to that, go ahead and listen. But cheat days, once again, that all or nothing mindset This is another disordered eating habit that we have, thinking that we have to be quote unquote good all the time, that we can only eat healthy and we can only eat these, once again, bad foods on our cheat days. It is not healthy to have a mindset where you think that you can only eat certain foods on these days of the week and then you're allowed to eat these other foods on this one day a week. So cheat days slash cheat meals is a big sign of disordered eating, especially if like this is completely normal for you and it's something that you do every week. Like every single week you have, you know, Monday through Saturday, you try to eat as healthy and as clean as you possibly can. You don't really enjoy anything. And then on Sundays, your cheat day. So you overeat, you eat as much as you want. You, I don't know. I just feel like when you overeat, you're not truly enjoying that food. And then now there's guilt associated with it. And I just wanna say that, you know what? If you are someone who, let's say, is training for a bodybuilding competition, um, you know, and you have a coach who has structured a really specific meal plan and then you'll have like one or two cheat meals a week, I just wanna say that that is different because that is for a very short period of your of your life, of this time, of your fitness journey. You are training towards a goal, but to live your entire life having thinking that you need to have like a cheat day and that you need to eat as healthy as you can on these certain days of the week and then on this one day is when you're allowed to have your cheat day or your cheat meal. That is not a healthy relationship with food. We were not put on this earth to obsess about food, to have a cheat meal or a cheat day. This is such a big sign of disordered eating if this is something that you do on a weekly basis. And you'll kind of notice that these disordered eating habits kind of tie in with, you know, one another. So like cheat days, you're basically saying that some foods are good for for one day, but these bad foods you can only have on your cheat days. So they kind of tie in together. So that's why I really want to help you guys um, heal that relationship with food and really reframe that mindset that diet culture has, you know, just really ingrained into our, into our brain. Like this is, this is not how we are supposed to be viewing food, even though diet culture is telling us, oh, you need to have a cheat day. You need to eat as healthy as you can six of the seven days a week. No, that's, it's not how it works, okay? <laughs> that That isn't normal and it's not healthy. All right, so the next sign of disordered eating is thinking that you have to earn food by exercising or that if you ate something or like overate or ate something that wasn't exactly the healthiest, that you have to go burn it off later. 
And you know what is one of the biggest things that I'm like trying to word this properly. Like, you know who really advocates for this? Here we go. Um, is my fitness pal because you'll be putting in your calories and then if you put in your workout for the day, it'll say that you're allowed to eat more calories. Um, and no, that's, oh man, that's not really how the body works. It's not even how proper weight loss works. Honestly, if you're going to be tracking your calories and your macros, you can't just keep adding in more, like more workouts and be like, all right, so now I can eat more and more. That is an unhealthy relationship. Because first of all, you don't have to earn food. I actually talk about this in episode 34 about how exercising is this really small portion of your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure. And that most of the calories that you burn during the day is from, you know, uh, just surviving, like breathing from um, digesting food, from just walking around. Like you were burning calories when you were just sitting there, when you were sleeping, when you were walking, when you were eating, you were burning all these calories. And there's only like this really small percentage of your daily calories that are burned that is actually during exercise. So if you want to learn more about that, like I said, episode 34, go ahead and give that a listen. But yeah, we... So many of us think that like we can only eat more food if like we earn it from exercise and it's like exercise isn't even that big of a component of our um, daily expenditure of how many calories we burn. Like we need calories to survive, to breathe, to walk, to sleep, to digest food, like I just said. So, you know, we can't view food is something that we have to earn via exercise because then you're saying that if you don't exercise you shouldn't be eating and guess what you are not going to (laughs) survive if you don't eat just because you didn't exercise so we need to stop thinking that food is something we are allowed to have if we exercise or if we exercise more or just because we ate a little bit extra or we overate or you know we we feel guilty for eating more that that it can be reconciled with exercise. It's not a good relationship to have, you guys. So we really need to change our mindset around that. Because you should be viewing food as, you know, this fuel for your exercise. It's gonna, you know, especially if like you're weight training, if you're eating more food, you're gonna have more energy and more um, calories to build muscle and stuff. So stop thinking that less calories and more exercise is better because that's just going to ruin your metabolism, first of all. But no, big, big, big disordered eating habit right there. All right, so the next eating habit that we have that's totally normalized in diet culture is not listening to our hunger cues because we just ate. We say, oh, we're only supposed to eat every, you know, two to three hours, you know, or I only have three meals a day, you know, I eat them at these certain times. And saying that you can't eat just because, you know, you ate maybe 30 minutes ago. You guys, if your body is telling you that it's hungry, it's telling you that for a reason. Like, that's kind of the whole purpose of, like, why God made our body the way it is. Like, we don't tell ourselves, like, I just drank a glass of water 30 minutes ago. I feel thirsty. I can't have it just because I drank water earlier. 
Like, no, if your body is telling you that you're thirsty and that you need to drink, you're not going to question it and you're going to drink. Like, same, like, like, what if, like, you just went pee, like, 20 minutes ago and now you have to pee again? You're not going to tell your body, like, sorry, you're only allowed to pee every two to three hours and I don't trust you because I just peed. Like, no, that literally sounds ridiculous, right? That's so, that's so ridiculous. Yet we do that with our hunger cues. We'll feel hungry and we'll tell ourselves, no, I'm not allowed to eat because I just ate. It hasn't been a certain amount of time yet. Why is that normalized? Why is that so normal for us to ignore our hunger cues and just brush it off and literally not trust them and not trust our body? So let's learn to become more in tune with our body and trust that if we're hungry again, it's probably because our body needs more energy. It needs more calories for a reason. And to not feel guilty about eating again just because you just ate. Like your body's going to need a different amount of calories every day. You know, based on how active you are. Um, if you're female, where you are in your cycle. Um, you know, if you, let's say you already exercised. Or there's just so many factors for like why your body might need more or less calories on a certain day. So why can't we just honor our hunger cues and listen to when our body's telling us that we're hungry? Because I bet if like we wrote down, I bet like a lot of us, like if we wrote down when we eat, it's going to be like the same time every day. But then if you were to write down like when you were to have your bowel movements and stuff, it really might differ. It might be somewhat around the same time, maybe, and then maybe other days it might be just completely, like there might be no pattern at all. And we don't think something's wrong with us just because that happens. So let's do the same when it comes to being hungry. If we're hungry again, eat. If you're not, then don't. But don't obsess over, oh, it's only been a certain amount of time or I can't eat yet. Or I need to eat right now because it's my two to three hours and I'm not hungry. It's like, just listen, listen to your body, you guys. Let's listen to our hunger cues and honor them. It's not that hard. Okay, and the last disordered eating habit that really needs to stop because this one's weird. But you guys have all heard it. And it is bragging about how you haven't eaten all day. Or how the only thing you've had today has been a coffee. Like, that's weird, okay? That's weird that that's like a flex and that we brag about that. Like, what if we were to brag about, oh, wow, I haven't peed all day. Like, if someone told me that, I'd be like, well, obviously you're dehydrated. Like, you need to go drink something. Like, that's weird. That'd be so weird if someone said that. Like, oh, I haven't drank anything all day. Like, okay, then go drink something. Like, if someone tells me I haven't eaten anything all day, well, then go eat something. You you need to eat. It's a necessary thing for survival. So why are we bragging about that? Okay, like, how about we brag about things like, I haven't self-sabotaged all day. That's a good thing to brag about. Or I haven't felt guilty for not being productive all day. Hey, that's another good thing to brag about. If we're going to be bragging and flexing, let's make it good things. There's nothing good about bragging about how you haven't eaten anything all day. And it is so normal in this society to do that. And hey, I'm guilty of it. I've done it too. Not very often because your girl likes to eat. But 
I'd be lying if I if I said that I've I've never said that. And it's because it's so normalized to think that it is good to kind of see how little you can eat throughout the day or how long you you can go without eating. Like that's that's not healthy and not sure when it became this big thing to brag about. But let's stop. So if you're that person, two things. One, you don't need to tell the world that you haven't eaten all day. We don't, like, that's just giving in to diet culture. And two, maybe you need to reevaluate why you haven't eaten all day and do something about that. Go eat. Instead of telling anyone, unless you're actually telling someone I haven't eaten all day because you're hoping that they'll give you a granola bar or something, then... That's probably the only time to say it is when you're hoping someone will give you food. But let's stop bragging about this. That was my last one. So if any of these resonated with you, if any of these you find you found yourself guilty of it, whether it's one, two, all of them, it's okay. Now that you're aware, awareness is like the biggest part, is becoming aware that, hey, these things are normalized in diet culture, but it doesn't mean that it's good and it should be normal. So let's normalize these things becoming unnormalized, <laughs> I guess, if that makes sense. So if if you really don't even know where to get started, you want to heal your relationship with food, and you just want to get rid of these disordered eating habits that you may have, please reach out to me if you're interested in one-on-one coaching. I love to work with people to just kind of take them where they are at. I'm not going to give you a meal plan. I'm not going to give you a workout plan because that's not going to solve the issue. That's not going to heal your relationship with food. And that's what I'm here to do. I want to help you guys create sustainable habits that are healthy and you're able to be consistent with them because what's the point if we can't be consistent? And also I want these habits to be enjoyable too. And we have to learn how to listen to our bodies. So if you guys are interested in that, please feel free to reach out to me. You can email me. My email is thisismirandalee at gmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram at thisismirandalee. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Have an amazing day and amazing rest of your week and I'll catch you in the next one.